Beef.com. High Country Custom Beef. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray, to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more dearly, day by day, day by Good morning. Welcome to today's program. I am Rick Rodriguez, your host for today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I hope everybody is well. I hope everyone is, uh, your families, everyone that you love, I Hope all, it, all is well in your world. I'm going to begin today with some verses out of Hebrews chapter 12. We're in a time presently where uh, the whole world is in a transition. Transitioning in every nation, in our culture, we were just two years ago in a world of stability, a world of hope. Uh, the future, there appeared to be some sanity in the world. But in two years, everything has changed. And uh, within the two years, we have gone through a political upheaval. We're in a time of sickness in the world. The Lord said that at the end of the world, the nations would be sick. They would be ill. There would be uh, sickness. And I don't mean just, I don't mean cancer only, but every form of sickness The uh, in America we're a nation almost full of plagues. Cancer, heart attacks, uh, we have Alzheimer's. There is uh, an epidemic of, uh, of uh, blood sugar disorders. We're in transition. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, I'm going to start... with verse 20 verse 18 and as believers we have come to an experience 
with with God through the, through His Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that today. I know that I have been meaning to mention that you know there is a thought in the Christian world that as Christians we are becoming gods, we are becoming little gods, and uh, this is absolutely a heresy. It is not in the Bible. Uh, we will never become gods. Now, in the New World Order, in the in the uh, occult world, within the New Age movement, there is this desire to become God, and mankind is pushing for godhood, that mankind would eventually become God, be God, replace God. This is an antichrist spirit but in the body of Christ no we are not little gods we are not becoming gods we will never be become God we are flesh fallen flesh sinful flesh that has been redeemed we've been washed of our sins and we are running a race and we are to daily uh, wash our garments with the blood of Jesus Christ, which is a daily reminder that every day we need atonement, every day we need to be forgiven of our sins, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. No, we are not becoming gods. So I had uh, thought about this months ago, and I thought today I better present that to you. We are not becoming gods. We will be transformed, and at one point, we will be raised, and our mortal bodies will be replaced with immortal bodies, but that is after we are dead, after we, are, we have left this earth, and have gone to be with Christ into His eternity. We will be like the angels, but we will not be God. God alone is God. Verse 18, Hebrews, chapter 12. You have not come, as did the Israelites in the wilderness, to a material mountain that can be touched, a mountain that is ablaze on fire, and to gloom and darkness and a raging storm, and to the blast of a trumpet and a voice whose words make the listeners beg that nothing more be said to them. For that they could not hear the command that was given. If even a wild animal touched the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Verse 21. In fact, so awful and terrifying was the phenomenal sight that Moses said, I am terrified and trembling with fear. Verse 22. But rather, you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless multitudes of angels in the festal gathering. We have come to the church, to the assembly of the firstborn, who are registered as citizens in heaven 
and to the God who is judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous redeemed in heaven, those redeemed in heaven who have been made perfect. Verse 24, But we have come to Jesus, the mediator. He is the go-between agent of a new covenant and to the spiritual blood, the sprinkling, the sprinkled blood, which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for vengeance. I just want to say this. The covenant that we have received that was not received in the Old Testament time to the Israelites. They did not receive the covenant of the Messiah which came through His blood, through the shed blood. They received the covenants, the Davidic, Mosaic, Abrahamic. They received those covenants for their time, but they did not receive the covenant which was given to us who believe through the shed blood of God's Christ. The covenant which we have received that we are under is far superior to the covenants made to the children of Israel. Verse 25. So see to it that you do not reject Him or refuse to listen to and heed Him who is speaking to you now. Yes, it, did. it was for the speaking at that time when the church age began 1900 years ago, 1900 plus years. When the church age began, this was so pertinent for that time and it was a new thought in the minds of the people at that time that there is another covenant a new covenant and this covenant is a covenant that has been can only be received by receiving Messiah and the work that he accomplished through his death at the cross this is foolishness to people that don't understand this type of covenant is foolishness because people today don't they don't want to acknowledge sin that they are sinners that they need to be washed of their sins that they need to be forgiven and even they need to forgive others this is a new covenant this is a higher covenant. There will not be another covenant ever in the history of mankind that will supersede this covenant. This is the covenant that is for forever, once, for all times. Going back to verse 25. They did not escape when they refused to listen and heed Him who warned and divinely instructed them here on earth, revealing with heavenly warnings His will. If He didn't do this, if He didn't, uh, 
they had to listen then, and if they didn't listen then, then how much less shall we escape if we reject and turn our backs on Him who cautions and admonishes us from heaven? Verse 26. Then at Mount Sinai, this was the earthly mountain, His voice shook the earth, but now He has given a promise Yet once more, I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but also the starry heavens. This is for our time. This is for our present. He's not shaking the earth only this time, but He is shaking what resides in the starry heavens. And the previous three programs, I have talked about Paul's teachings on the principalities, the powers, the forces, the rulers in the heavens, the spirits of wickedness that reside in the air, in the clouds over the terra firma, the earth, the physical land. They rule from above. Well, now God says He's going to shake those powers. And in the previous three programs, I presented to this audience, Paul thought it was important in the book of Romans, in Corinthians, in Colossians, in Ephesians, and in the book of Hebrews, he thought it was very important that the Christians back then should know what they were up against. He stated in Ephesians 6 that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We're wrestling with something spiritual in another dimension, something that is invisible. We're wrestling with, with things that we can't see. But these things are powerful. These things are, they, are, they, they never sleep. They are full of energy. And they are intelligent. They are, uh, there is a, <clears throat> an order with them. They have an objective. There is a plan. And they work together with the prince of the power of the air, who is the devil himself, giving the orders. And these entities, invisible enti entities, are more real than the Christians could ever imagine. And Paul wanted them to grasp the war that is taking place in the invisible world and how the invisible world will affect the physical world. I believe Paul was thinking about the God Elohim who called all of the Elohim, the other gods, together into a council meeting, into a council chamber in Psalm 82. And the Elohim who called, who is superior to the other gods, calls these lesser gods, but he does call them gods. He does call them Elohim. David called them Elohim, gods or powers or principalities or rulers, 
God calls them and he rebukes them saying, why don't you help the poor, the needy, the orphans, the people that are in, in, uh, in distress? Why don't you hope them, help them? And he says, rather than help the poor and the needy, you help the wicked. You protect the wicked. You make sure the wicked are not prosecuted. You enable the wicked to do more evil, to do more wickedness. So there is a scene in Psalm 82, and I believe Paul is looking back at Psalm 82, and he realizes these Elohim who have their authority in the heavens above the earth, and he's conveyed in these books the matter of the fallen angels and the powers and the demons in the invisible world. Well, at the end of the world, these these spirits will be restricted to some degree through the through time. But at the end of the world, there will be no restriction to what they do. At the end of the world, they will be given, you might say, I don't know if they will be given more lib uh, 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 liberty or they will just take more liberty. And what would give them, how would they be able to take more liberty? Well, men, mankind, if mankind is more open to the philosophy and the lies and the evil of these spirits, well, man has free will. Man uh, freely opening his spirit or his soul to this type of evil actually gives them more liberty to do even more evil. It's, uh, it's, I understand it. I don't know how to present it uh, more simply than, than what I just expressed. But people that open, open themselves to evil, the spirits have more right. They are given more right. They are allowed to do more than what they're... I, I mean, if you restrict them, if you do not open yourself to demonic things, they're limited. But if you open up your spirit and you desire to do evil, then they're ready to to uh, whatever you allow them to do, whatever latitude you give them, they are right there. They'll take advantage. It's like with alcoholism or drug addiction or sexual perversion, you, whatever it may be, if you allow them access to your soul, they will take advantage. Now I'm going to go on with, continue here. At Mount Sinai he shook the earth, but now he's given a promise. Yet once more I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but also the heavens, the starry heavens. And we are now beginning and have moved into the end of the age scenario, the end of the dispensation that just prior to Christ's return. And 
this period of time will be more demonic, more satanic than at any time in mankind's history. It will be more evil, more sinful. Uh, the hardships that are coming upon man are unimaginable. The sicknesses that will come to mankind, uh, sickness will be, a, uh, the whole world will be sick. Because of sin, the world is going to stagger and rock back and forth like a drunkard. And sin, because of the sinfulness of mankind, the whole creation, the earth, the environment, the creatures are going to be off balance. Verse 28. Let us therefore, having received and receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. This is the only non-shakable aspect of society in our present today and in the time to come. The, while everything else is being shaken, the kingdom of heaven and the inhabitants of the kingdom of heaven who are exercising their spiritual authority and have taken their stand and have set their feet they will not be shaken this kingdom cannot be shaken while every while the whole world is coming apart while the whole world is come is crashing everything is falling apart god's eternal kingdom through his believers will not be shaken will not be moved will not be uh, uh, it, it will be stable we have received a kingdom that is firm it is stable cannot be shaken offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe for our God is indeed a consuming fire we are in the in the time of shaking it has begun we're not waiting for it for the Christians who believe that things will eventually even out and get better and the plagues on the earth, the sicknesses, the diseases are going to, they're going to figure out how to rid the world of these diseases. If you believe that, you're believing a lie. The Lord said in the time at the end prior to His coming, every part of the, uh, well, I would use America as an example, all the institutions of this nation are going to be shaken. You look at what's happening with the law enforcement, just as an example. But this is going to be internationally. It will be a time of chaos. We're, we're going to go to the break here in a second, but I guess the way...
one of the ways I can explain it is God said, Christ said in Matthew chapter 24, there would be signs at the end of the world, signs. You can see by looking at the heaven, looking at the sky, you can see whether the weather is going to be good. You know whether to it's going to, uh, you're going to have inclement weather. You have to decide, you have to discern the sign of the times. And by discerning, then you can decide, well, do we take a trip or do we wait? Do we go out into the open waters or do we wait? Do we, should we uh, try to make that trip from, let's say, Colorado to uh, Utah on a snowy day or should we wait? There are signs that God gave about the time in which we live. Many believers are believing and hoping that, number one, we are not in the time prior to Christ's coming. They say we want, we're waiting for Christ to return, we're looking forward to His return, but the truth is they're not. They don't want Christ to return. They want to enjoy uh, whatever it is that's in their hand. But we cannot stop prophecy. We're going to be back in just a second. This is Rick Rodriguez. I'll be the host of The Present Truth, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, New World Order, Agendas of Secret Societies, The Coming World Religion. Again, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3. Hey guys, this is Spike Cohen. The Liberty Revolt is founded on strategies to engage in the culture war and to protect the principles of individual liberty, private property, and limited government by developing a better understanding of history, political philosophy, as well as policies and their ramifications. Thanks for listening to the show with my friend Bucky Dillon. What up, guys? Catch the Liberty Revolt every Saturday night from 5 to 6 p.m. with myself and my co-patriot Kevin LaRusso right here on the American Freedom Network. The beetles are flying, the pine trees around Greeley are dying, and so's the dollar. The ash borers are all over Johnstown Milliken, and we can only help your trees if we catch them in the first year. If the branch over the house or drive is on pre-SHF list, call Affordable Tree Service North LLC at 568-6898. We're licensed and insured. We accept all payment forms and honor a 10% military senior discount. That's 568-6898. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 
highest. Matt from Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions. Give me a call at 970-578-9821. No matter your skill level, I can create a course using a state-of-the-art firearms training simulator that's currently in use by law enforcement and military personnel. You don't have to use any of your ammo, and I bring the training to you. I have over 900 interactive training simulations, as well as shooting competitions and skill builders. So whether you're looking to protect yourself and family, if your church security team is looking to train, or you and your friends want to get together for some competitive fun, give Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions a call at 970-578-9821. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. When Jesus walked. When Jesus walked. He washed my sins away. For the uh, podcasts of the program, 1360KHNC.com, and to the podcast section, and then to the Olive Tree programs. If there was ever a time for the people of God, for the Christian people, to spend and begin to buy gold, tried in the fire and to buy oil for the lamps now is the time there's going to come a time when this government is going to shut down all Christian programming the time is coming all Christian programming all churches are going to be shut down there will not be a you will not be allowed to assemble you will not be allowed to pray in the open you'll not be able allowed to preach that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth this country you already are getting kind of a foretaste of what's coming if there was ever a time for the Christian people to begin to buy oil for their lamps now is the time You have time to begin to learn how to use your spiritual muscles, your spiritual prayer. Now is the time. There is, uh, if you don't think you have anything to pray for, you just uh, your eyes are blind. There is so much prayer that is needed. We're not going to save the society. We are not going to save this nation. This nation eventually is going to be destroyed. God will have to destroy it because of what it is becoming. You're starting to see the true nature of what America really is. And that the true nature of this nation is being revealed and understood by the present administration. To put your hope in the this government or what the government can offer you, offer you is uh, building your home on the sand what is what you would build by trusting this government 
You are building on the sand. Your foundation cannot, it has to be built on a rock. It has to be set on a rock. And that rock, uh, we know, and it may be simple, as simple as it may sound, is Christ himself. It sounds simple, but the gravity and the true experience and the meaning is profound. More profound than you can even grasp. Your anchor has to be in a Messiah that has died for you. Your allegiance has to be in this Messiah. This Messiah who is God Himself. Uh, in just a few minutes, I'm going to start in the book of Hebrews. Be many believers in America, they feel that the Old Testament is irrelevant uh, that it's the New Testament only. But I say that the Old Testament and the New Testament jointly, they declare God, God's plan, God's purpose with mankind, God's eternal purpose with mankind. Without both of these testaments, you're not going to understand the eternal plan of Almighty God. The Old Testament are types of the New Testament reality. The sacrificial lamb back then of goats, the blood of goats, these things were a type of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Both testaments are important. I'll give you one verse out of the Old Testament. If you don't think that it's the Old Testament is important, well then, I'll tell you what. Tear this verse out of your Bible. It's the verse in, in Isaiah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah stated, No weapon formed against me will be successful, will be effective. No weapon formed against me is going to prevail. I think that was Isaiah chapter 6. Now, if you don't think that's important, tear, out, tear that out of your, out of your uh, Bible. These verses in the Old Testament, if you don't think that the book of Psalms is important, tear it out of the Scripture. Tear it out of your Bible. If you don't think the story of Joseph going into Egypt and the seven years of famine and the seven years of, of uh, plenty or prosperity are important. Tear it out. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The Word of God has got to be your anchor with the Holy Spirit as you incorporate it as you pray over it, as you make it alive, as you make it powerful. No weapon formed against you, if you are praying over that verse, is going to be effective against you. No weapon formed against you. Okay, an example. How about a bioweapon? How about a bioweapon that is being used on the whole world today? 
Is that bioweapon going to be effective on you? Is that bioweapon going to end your life and, end your, and cut your life short? Or are you going to pray that that bioweapon formed against you is going to prosper? Or are you going to pray, no, that weapon will not prosper? This is what I mean by taking the, the Scripture out of the Old Testament, the New Testament, is uh, what kind of weapons? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. How about weapons that have been directed at you like, like the microwave weapons that are hurting people and uh, uh, destroying the brains of people that were working at CIA headquarters in Cuba. Are the microwave weapons going to be effective against you? Isaiah said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You are have to, by the, whole, by the power of the Holy Spirit, find out what weapons Satan is going to use on you, and you need to pray that that weapon is not going to prosper, will not be effective, will not affect you to stop the plan that God has for you in your life. This is the battle that's got to be fought. So if you don't think you have anything to pray for, you have much to pray for. Not only you, but your families or people around you that you love. In Hebrews, Christ, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is the very God. Paul, the apostle, he wanted the Jewish people to understand, that's why he wrote it to the Hebrews, that this Jesus, after his resurrection, and before his resurrection, while he was with the disciples, the Pharisees said, if you are God, just tell us. Why do you tease us? If you're God, just tell us, in John chapter 10. And they accused him of being equal with God. This is like, like gasoline. Well, you say you're like gasoline, it means you've got to be gasoline. You can't take a, a cup of gasoline separated from a, a, a tank of gasoline and say, well, I'm not gasoline if you're uh, just a cup. No. If you're gasoline, you're gasoline. Christ is Messiah. Christ is God, the very God. He was a child in Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born... Unto us a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders in his care. Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, the Mighty, the Wonderful Counselor, the Holy Spirit. In John, is it 15? I will send to you another comforter, a comforter, a counselor. So in 9, 6, in Isaiah 9, 6, 
the Jewish people, the rabbis, they fight over this. They can't comprehend that this scripture is talking about the eternal father and a babe born in a manger being the very God. So we're going to get into Hebrews there. Then secondly, in the future, the way that you God is, is, is going to teach His people and has been teaching His people has always been His way but more perfectly how to function and work and operate under the anointing in the Spirit. Many have been Christians for decades and they don't know how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is not something that in most assemblies is taught it is uh, it just a, you happen to be in an assembly singing a song and you have a touch with the Holy Spirit. But they don't teach you to daily, daily look to God to, by faith, to see what direction He is taking you. We're going to talk about that also. But I'm going to begin in with giving you a knowledge of the Holy Spirit in knowledge using scriptures just out of the book of Acts because this is where the Lord began to teach the disciples and the crowds the different uh, the, the spirit this is Acts chapter 2 verse 4 this is on Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning, the Holy Spirit, meaning Christ in His resurrected state as the Holy Spirit coming back to fill them. Now, this does not mean that they're being born again. Some of them got saved that day, but the initial born-again experience began on the night of the resurrection. That is where 50 days earlier, the, the Lord came back the night of the resurrection, and He breathed into the people gathered in the room, and He, he said, He breathed upon them, or breathed into them, and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. But now here in the book of Acts, these that were gathered at Pentecost, many of them, I believe, for the most part, were already born again. Now the Holy Spirit comes and fills them, empowers them with His Spirit, not subjectively, but, well, I guess you could say, He empowers them upon them, and they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, meaning under the influence of the Holy Spirit. This is the capital S. And it goes on to say, And it shall come to pass in the last decade. I'm going to paraphrase it. It will come to pass, especially 
in the final decade before Messiah returns, before Jesus Christ or Yeshua HaMashiach, before He comes again in the last decade, says God, I will pour out My Spirit, capital S, upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old man shall see shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. This is empowering. It's upon, not within, but upon to be empowered, to have a sensitivity to the way in which God speaks to His children through visions, through dreams, prophesying in the last decade before Christ returns. It's happened before the last, two, the last decade, but especially in that last decade, this will happen. This is the way from old ancient times, this is the way that God worked with His people. And He continues to work this way. But this time, they are born again within. They have been redeemed. They are born again. But then also, the Spirit falls upon them to empower them. Fulfilling what it said in Genesis chapter uh, 1, verse 26, I believe it is. God gave them uh, uh, see, image and dominion. God told them to basically be stewards over the earth and He gave them image and dominion. Image meaning subjective, dominion, objective. So, empowered within and empowered without. The time in, that we're moving into you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit within you to direct you, to guide you, to give you utterance, to present what you need to present so you can prophesy. And you're going to have to have authority and power without to cast out spirits, to break the power of strongholds on your mind, the minds of others around you. Now Acts chapter 2, 18. And on my servants and on my handmaids my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, capital S, and they shall prophesy. I think there are times when the Holy Spirit will fall upon you and you just start speaking something that later on you realize, wow, that wasn't me, that was the Holy Spirit. Prophesying something, uh, <clears throat> whether it be encouraging somebody or prophesying about their future. We're going to talk even more about that. So in other words, you speak with a spiritual understanding, a thought that God wants you to speak to a person or to an audience. You're going to prophesy. We're in that time. We'll be back for the final break of this hour. Be right back. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, 
Make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Hi, this is Steve Pardue, Ramsey Auto Group. My partner, Mike Ramsey, and I, we're at 6310 West 10th Street, Greeley, Colorado. RamseyAG.com, 970-443-5654. We are the working man's friend. We are a Christian-based company, and we believe in taking care of our customers even more than selling the vehicle. Come see us anytime. We specialize in large trucks and SUVs, and we do recondition our cars to a fault. 970-443-5654, RamseyAG.com, Ramsey Auto Group. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. P.E. Shows, your local hometown gun and knife show, November 6th and 7th. We'll have the largest selection of guns, new and used, ammo, knives, accessories, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Conveniently located off I-25 and Highway 34 at the outlets at Loveland, our dealers buy, sell, and trade. There's also $50 CCW classes and a giveaway of a semi-automatic shotgun at this show. Go to P.E.Shows.com for more details. That's P.E.Shows.com. See you at the show. Does Shapes Concrete do driveways? We do it! Does Shapes Concrete do patios? We do it! Does Shapes Concrete do sidewalks? We do it! Get a hold of Shapes Concrete at 303-775-7926 Shapes at gmail.com I'm going to go ahead and close out this hour. The uh, contact information for the Olive Tree Ministry is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. Uh, The programs are streamed and also on podcast on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree program or to the uh, Present Truth program, which I do Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. I ask that uh, you pray. We're moving, we have moved into a time. We're not moving into a time. We've always been in a time where prayer is needed. But... Spiritually speaking, there is something that has happened in the spiritual world 
and I need more prayer and more protection uh, now than before. I just pray that you will pray for me, that uh, the Lord will just, I need His Spirit to be upon me week by week with the programs during the week, with the programs on the weekend. Vision is the way in which God speaks to His children and the devil and the children of the devil. They do not want God's children to have insight into what is happening and how to be effective against evil. That is my part of my ministry. Like with what I'm doing now and I'm going to continue in the next hour. The way in which Luke how he wrote the book of Acts and the way in which he used the term the Spirit whether it be the Holy Spirit or the Spirit capital Spirit God the Spirit of God in us or the little spirits meaning like the demons or our human spirit in the book of Acts uh, 28 times the word Spirit is used and each time it has a little bit different meaning. Well, to be effective in your spiritual growth, if you know when you are praying in spirit, it's a great advantage to you. When you know you're praying in the wrong spirit, like the spirit of the flesh or the spirit of the soul, then you need to know that uh, it's going to, it has power, soulish power, you don't want to pray in the soul. You don't want to pray in the flesh. Because soul power does have power to it. This is how the people in the occult, how the uh, people in the New Age movement, they pray with the power of the little spirit that is a demonic spirit that empowers them to accomplish evil. We're going to talk in the next hour. We're going to look at the way in which Luke uses the word spirit. And this way you can pray in the spirit, you can be effective in the spirit, and you'll know the difference on how the word spirit has been used throughout the New Testament. We'll be right back. Hold on. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. More Coloradans getting back to work. The state's unemployment rate dropped again in September, marking a fifth straight month of declines, down to 5.6%. That's the lowest level since the start of the pandemic. Some southern Colorado counties have rates a bit higher, Pueblo showing 7% joblessness and Werfano County at 6.5%. I'm Jim Williams. The three counties that had made up the Denver area's Tri-County Public Health Department are leaving. So what happens when there are none instead of three? 
Douglas County started creating its own department. Adams County says it's getting out next, and that'll leave just Arapahoe under the former Tri-County name. The changes have put that department in a tough spot, having to somehow finish contracts with all three counties and trying to manage staffers whose futures are uncertain. That executive director has been Dr. John Douglas. You know, I'm already hearing anecdotes of, you know, I'd love to work for Tri-County, but I'm not going to interview for that job I applied for because it's too uncertain. Lots of people being affected. Tri-County has had some 400 employees serving as many as one and a half million Coloradans. Douglas says he hopes to not overwork his team. We'll probably have to judiciously trim back services. What does that mean? Well, it means a clinic that was open five days a week. Maybe it's only three days. Douglas County is still under contracts to use Tri-County through next year. Adams County votes in the coming week on a proposal to create its own department after 2022. Then a lot of people will be watching to see what Arapahoe does. College football Saturday saw Air Force hosting San Diego State in a Mountain West Conference game. Two second-half touchdowns were not enough of a comeback for the Falcons. Aztecs win 2014. CU's Buffs couldn't start a two-game win streak in Berkeley, being belted by the Cal Golden Bears in Pac-12 action, 26-3. I'm Ted Werbin. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. From custom home loans to competitive rates and everything in between, you can trust them to find you the best deal. They're local to Colorado, and they partner with some of the best real estate agents around. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182-334. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Do fading leaves and dropping temperatures have you mourning the end of adventure season? In Carbon County, Wyoming, the adventure is just beginning. A blanket of snow on the horizon is our blank slate. Explore the heart of the West by snowshoe, ski, or ATV. Pamper yourself by finding a new do or a new brew. Winter in Wyoming is the new place to be. Discover a hot spring, book a B&B, and find out how to get your West on at wyomingcarboncounty.com. Carbon County, Wyoming, where the adventure never ends. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Hi, listeners. Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit peshows.com. That is peshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. They always have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or Back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. 
called the glass doctor of Greeley. Foggy window panes, cracked or chipped windshields, glass shower installations. We do it, we do it good. Heavy equipment glass, home, business, or auto glass repair or replace. We do it real good. Called Glass Doctor of Greeley. Do it, do it good. Stupid robot! Welcome back to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. This is hour two. Welcome back. I uh, am going to, I have been, I just started at the end of the hour, in the first hour, to go through the book, uh, through, the, through Acts, on the matter of the Spirit. Capital S and small s, personified and uh, the small s spirit, which could mean our human spirit or the demonic spirits of the kingdom of darkness. So, uh, and as I do that, also, I want to, you know, people still to this very day in, in the churches, they do not understand who the Lord Jesus is. Well, in the book of Hebrews, the, the Apostle Paul wanted the Jewish people to understand that the Messiah that was crucified was God Himself. And this was in the thinking of Isaiah 9-6. A child is born, a son is given. Uh, his name shall be Eternal Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8, concerning angels, but as to the Son, He says to, the, to Him, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, to the ages of the ages. And the scepter of Your kingdom is a scepter, a scepter of absolute righteousness, of justice, and straightforwardness. You've loved wit, you've loved righteousness. You have delighted in in integrity, virtue, and uprightness, in purpose, thought, and action. You've hated lawlessness, injustice, and iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of exultant joy and gladness above and beyond your companions. Further, you, Lord, verse 10, you did lay the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. So, God, your God, 
has anointed you with the oil of gladness above. Right? Your companions. So this, it's hard to grasp, but in the Godhead, there are not three. There is only one. But in the way that the Scripture presents the Godhead, Christ is called, O God, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. To the Son, he says, your throne is forever and ever. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Then in John, the Gospel of John, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So, when you receive Christ, you receive the very God of heaven. When you receive Christ, you receive the Spirit, the very Spirit of God Himself. And when you receive Christ, you receive the Spirit. You don't have three, you have one. This is in Romans 8, chapter 9. I'm sorry, chapter 8, verse 9. But I want to, I want that to be in your thinking. That within every believer, the, the triunity, if you want to use that, if you want to phrase it that way, within you, you have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and the Spirit. There, the plurality of God is within you. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. He said, let us, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. The Jewish people still, without the experience of the Holy Spirit, it still mystifies the mind. It is too hard. You can't grasp it. When we, get the, when we receive the Holy Spirit, our minds become enlightened by the power of God Himself within us. And we know, not just in a knowledge, but in an experience, that yes, when you pray, you are praying, Father, who art in heaven, yes, He is still in heaven. But, the plurality, the Godhead, you experience daily. Now, we're going to continue in the book of Acts. If I can find my page. Alright. I pulled out extra, extra reading material here and I have them confused. I got it. Never mind. Okay. Acts chapter 5, verse 9. Now this is concerning Aquila and this is concerning uh, Ananias and Sapphira. They sold a home, they sold some property, and they promised to give that property. Their agreement was with the Holy Spirit. Not with any man, not with apostles, not with Peter. But they made an agreement with the Holy Spirit, the capital S, the Spirit, so whenever you make your vows, you're making your vows to the Holy Spirit. 
or to the Lord or to God. When you make your vows, you are in a an agreement with God Himself. Don't make vows. Don't promise. Don't make, Christ said, don't make these pledges. Don't do it. I say don't do it. Just rather say, well, Lord, um, I'm not going to promise you this. I'm not going to promise you that. Just maybe purpose in your heart that you're going to do it. And if you do it, you do it. But don't tell God, I will do this. Don't swear. Don't swear by heaven. Don't swear by the earth. Don't swear by the temple. Just don't do it. I don't. I never I never make an oath to anything. Even in even with the uh, matters in my Christian world, I do not make oaths. I do not say this or this. I say, well, Lord, and I, I just leave it hanging. Lord, well, I think, well, maybe, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that. But I don't make an oath. And if I do it, amen. If I don't do it, amen. So Ananias and Sapphira had a piece of property. They decided to keep back some of what they had told the Spirit they would do. Peter said to her, so he, he dies, and now Peter is going to talk to her. Peter said to her, how is it that you agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Now behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door and will carry you out. And she died. And there was great fear upon all those around. So, in other words, she tempted the Holy Spirit with a capital S. Acts chapter 5, verse 16. There also came a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick people, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, small s. And they were healed, every one. So there are also spirits that are unclean in the other world. We have, as a person, we all have a human spirit. And it is in our human spirit where the Holy Spirit resides upon receiving Christ. Our human spirit becomes alive within us. But then there are also unclean spirits. Acts chapter 6 verse 10. They were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spake. So this spirit here is the human spirit. The Holy Spirit within our human spirit gives us an ability to speak, to preach, to present things that will have wisdom in what we say. It's not our wisdom. It's the wisdom that comes through the spirit. But God gives us that wisdom. There's going to come a time when should we be brought before councils, we don't have to worry and think ahead of what, we, what are we going to say. It says that in that hour, it will be the Holy Spirit will give knowledge and understanding as to what you'll speak. 
as how you're going to respond and reply. Acts chapter 7, verse 59. They stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So, small s. So in other words, when you die, the small s spirit goes back to God. Receive my spirit. Now I'm going to get a little technical on you. Before you meet Christ, you have a soul. And your human spirit is still dead. But upon receiving Christ, the spirit of God comes into your human spirit and makes your human spirit alive. Now when you die, that Holy Spirit that was given to you on the day that you received Christ and you were born again, that Holy Spirit is in you till you die. But upon death, the Spirit of God, which is eternal, that is inside of you, goes back to God. Now, that's a curveball, but it's very simple. The Spirit is given to you while you're alive, the Spirit transforms you, works with you. But upon death, that Spirit being eternal does not go to the grave with you. It goes back to the Lord. It's just on loan, you might say. But during the time that the Holy Spirit is in you while you're alive, that Holy Spirit is working in your soul to transform you, to clear out the impurities in your thinking and your thought process and what you are in your mind, in your emotion, and your will. That spirit transforms you in your thinking. It, it, it works with you in your will, so that your will is yielding to Christ. It works in your emotions, so that you are stable. Because emotionally speaking, before you meet Christ, you may be unstable. You are, everybody is unstable. They're either too strong in the soul or too weak in the stroll, their soul. There's no balance. But upon receiving Christ, people that are very uh, tender and you, somebody looks at them in a wrong way, they just come apart, God will strengthen that individual so that the soul will be tempered. People that are extremely strong-willed, God will temper that soul so that that soul is not uh, you're not using your soul to, to, oh, how do I phrase it? Strong-willed person will become a soul person that is able to be led, rather than to be a person that will always lead, because you're strong, wanting to be a leader, willful, you'll become uh, pliable to be yielding to the Holy Spirit to be used as God wants you to use doesn't mean that you're gonna, your soul is going to be destroyed, your will is going to be destroyed. No, it's just going to be harnessed like a horse. A horse is unruly till you get the bit in its mouth. Then the horse is useful. Verse uh, chapter... Now, so the spirit, Stephen's spirit, 
Stephen said, Lord, receive my spirit. Verse 8, 7, Acts 8, 7. For the unclean spirits, small s, from the other world, the unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with the palsies and that were lame, they were healed. So it can be the spirits that cause palsy, they can cause crippling, they can cause uh, possession where the people are not in control of their bodies or their minds. When these unclean spirits are cast out by the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ or Sheshu or Jesus or Yeshua or whatever language the spirits know, they know all the languages. They are the only creatures that can speak uh, a thousand languages or 500 languages or a hundred languages or 50 languages. <clears throat> They're spirits. But they got to come out in the name of the language that uh, of the societies, the languages of the world, whatever, however they translate the name Jesus Christ, these spirits know they have to come out. Verse 8, 29. Then the Spirit, capital S, said to, spirits, to Philip, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near join yourself to this chariot. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to Philip and is telling him what to do. I don't have time to go through the whole grouping of verses to give you the thought. But here the Holy Spirit is telling Peter, uh, Philip, giving him directions. The Holy Spirit, capital S, will give you direction. You have opportunity for two jobs, places of employment. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Take this one. Verse Acts 8.39 And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. And the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. The Spirit, the capital S Spirit, and the power of the capital S Spirit was able to physically translate Philip from one place to another. Physically. And the eunuch saw him no more. There are stories of Christians who God transported from one point to another just miraculously. I know you may think that's bizarre, but it's not. In the occult world, this type of activity does happen. I read a book years ago out of a kind of an underground Christian bookstore. It was not available to the book was not available to just any Christian. You had to know the owner of the store and you could he would show you and you could read some of these these books. 
and there was a satanic witch out of Africa in the area of Idi Amin, Nigeria, I think it was, or I think it was Nigeria. Well, in the book, there was an account of a high satanic priest that would translate or he would just uh, be caught away and be taken to India. He'd be there one second, the next second he would be transported, just like on Star Trek, transported to India. And then at a later date, six months later, he would be transported back to Nigeria. Or where was it? Ghana. Uh, where was it Idi Amin? I'm trying to think of the, the uh, nation that he was the president of Dover. I'll think of it. But in the book, this young boy that was being trained to take over for his grandfather and his father as witch doctors in Africa, he witnessed this. He was involved in it. Well, he became a believer, and he wrote down a book. He wrote a book detailing all of these type of, of uh, events. So, Philip is caught away. The spirit caught him away, took him. There was a brother that I've seen on uh, Paul and Dan Crouch. Or, yeah, the Crouch Network. And the brother was in Iwo Jima, or he was on the death marches there in Okinawa. Was it Okinawa? And he talked about how he was translated from one mountain to another mountain. And then I heard that testimony. I guess I should just take the time to give it to you. The Crouches were not happy. They'd heard the story before. But he is just an older brother. He was talking about how he was in the death march. And they were on the side of a steep hill. And he couldn't make it anymore. He couldn't walk. And he told the guys, I can't go any further. And they said, no, you have to keep walking because if you don't, they'll shoot you. Well, eventually he just fell. Well, he, he started to fall, but they picked him up. Finally, he heard a voice say, and this hill was very steep. He heard a voice say, jump. And he looked around, and he looked, and the side of this little path, this slope was just a lot of green vegetation. At the bottom were a lot of trees. Well, if I go down that slope, I'm going to hit those trees, and it's going to kill me. But the second time, he heard another word, jump. And his legs just pushed, they, they just, they uh, sprung, sprung him off the side of that hill. And he went sliding down, and he hears all this shouting and screaming, and then he hears shooting, da, 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 da. and he didn't know it, but he, he's sliding down, they're shooting, screaming, he can hear the Japanese. He hits a spot that was kind of wet, like a little hill, like a little uh, ditch, and he, he just stuck fast. And boom, 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 boom. A six or ten people right behind him started slamming into him. And you could hear the machine gun fire, the people screaming. Then the screaming stopped. And then he could hear the word uh, for march. And he knew they were marching on down to the next camp. 
He told the guys, okay, you guys, okay, they're gone. We can get up. Every single one of the people that jumped with him, they were dead. He was the only one living. They jumped to save him. I guess eventually what would it, that would be really the reason why the only reason he was alive is because they took all the bullets. He climbed the hill. The Lord told him, go back to the initial camp. He got to the initial camp, and the Lord said, now you need to go down the hill, through the camp, to the other hill on the other side of the mountain, so you can go to the beach. And he told the Lord, Lord, I can't. I can't go through the camp, because if I go down the trail, I'll go right through the camp. They're going to put me right back in jail. And he's just sitting on the side of that hill, praying, just kind of having a dialogue with the Lord. Lord, I can't <clears throat> go back through that camp. Lord said, go to the other, to the hill on the other side of the camp. And he just said, well, I said, okay, Lord, if that's what you want. So he was determined just to walk down the trail through the camp. He opened his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he's not looking at that valley any longer he's looking at the side of a hill well he had been transported from one hill across over the camp to the other hill and he's still facing the ocean now he's looking at a hill he turns around the camp is behind him and he didn't know how that happened he was translated teleported from one hill to the other he got up walked toward the ocean and here come the American ships landing so we'll be right back to go on with the second half of this hour hey guys this is steve from red pill truth khnc 1360 am johnstown colorado this show runs saturdays at three we talk about the truths that the mainstream media won't tell you about until they have to we'll see you saturday at three hello i'm jessica autry with the tc group 970-396-2404, your Colorado native realtor with 10 years real estate and property management experience. Whether you are looking to buy, sell, rent, or list your rental, I can help. Just call me at 970-396-2404 or email me at jessellenrealestate at gmail.com. Hi, this is Brett King. Win Home Inspection Services, 970-238-8333. Taking care of all of your home inspection services if you're buying, selling, or have already bought a house and need a home inspection. Your one-stop solution for all of your home inspection needs, whether you're a homeowner, a buying agent, selling agent, or a mortgage broker. Please call us. Brett King, Win Home Inspection Services, 970-238-8333. Or visit our website at johnstown.wini.com. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences. At the same time, it became the largest vulnerable device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any given time, multiple governmental agencies or hackers can be listening to your cell phone calls or intercepting your texts. Because of this invasion of privacy, the defense enabling and assisting framework known as DEF, was developed to keep your personal and digital cell phone transmissions protected. To learn more, visit us at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. 
Make sure your calls, texts, and all digital transmissions are cloaked at all times. That's DeafProtection.com. Remember, privacy is freedom. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. This is Mark Call, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Okay. <clears throat> all right, we'll uh, continue. So anywhere, anyhow... So he's translated. He's in one place. He's in one place, and now he's across a valley on another hill. And he heads away from the village or the camp to the ocean, and the American troops are landing on the shore. So he gave that testimony. There's going to come a time in the future, future when many of you are going to need to be translated God can do that. That's what God does. The science fiction movies that you see, like Star Trek, how they're teleported here or there, uh, it's biblical. Uh, you look at uh, how Elijah, he was translated. Enoch, translated. So it is a biblical thought. It's just that in our modern day, it's too strange, too odd. It's not a common occurrence. and But it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Then, uh, in Acts chapter 10, verse 19, talking about the Spirit, that was the Holy Spirit who caught away Philip. Now, in Acts 10, 19, while Peter thought through a vision that he had had about going to see Cornelius, the Spirit said unto him. He'd been in a like a trance, and the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. He had come, these men had come from Cornelius, who'd had a vision and a dream. Now, Peter is in a trance, and in the trance, he sees Cornelius, and all of a sudden, he's how, how he's got to go speak to Cornelius, because he could see Cornelius is asking that someone would come to explain, expound to him the matter of matters of, of God. The Spirit said unto him, the Holy Spirit spoke to, to Peter. This is what happens with us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us and tell us this or tell us that. We have to be ready and and, and in tune so that we can hear what the Holy Spirit would ask us to do. Acts chapter 11 verse 12. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, 
these six brethren accompanied me accompanied me and we entered into the man's house so now the Lord tells Peter the spirit bade him Peter go go yes he's a Gentile but Peter go and he was also accompanied with six men and they went into Cornelius's home Acts chapter 11 verse 28 that was the capital S spirit still speaking to, to Peter then there stood up one of the and there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the capital S spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar so now there is a prophet his name is Agabus and he is sent and it was signified it was made real it was reported it was prophesied by the spirit to Agabus that there was going to be a great famine upon the land the whole world which would be Rome in that area at that time in Acts 16.7 now we go to the Apostle Paul Paul was tr making his trips he had planned to go to Asia now there were, now after they were come to Mycenae they essayed to go to Bithynia but the spirit capital S suffered them not but the capital S spirit suffered them not in the initially in these verses it says that God is going to speak in signs visions dreams we're going to prophesy but the spirit is going to speak and with these brothers the capital S spirit is speaking to them giving them a direction on what to do or what not to do Peter doesn't go into the home of the Gentiles but the Lord bade him Peter go and Peter obeyed now here Paul it's he's purposing to go uh, to to this uh, Bithynia but the spirit suffered them not in other words they could not go they were not allowed to go so sometimes you'll be allowed sometimes you won't be allowed Acts 16 16 it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel purposed oh I'm sorry a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying so this damsel she has she's possessed by a small s spirit a spirit of divination there are many many uh, in the new age movement women are very open to the small s spirit spirits of divination spirits of uh, talking to the dead just women are very very open to this type of spirits these spirits so this is a small spirit a spirit of divination it actually gives you what the spirit does it's a divining spirit 
Acts 16, 18, two verses later. And this she did many days. <clears throat> and so she is going about telling the crowd about the Apostle Paul, this is a man of God. This is a man of God. And it's disturbing Paul in his spirit. Well, she's speaking the truth through the power of this little s spirit. She's actually going around telling everybody, this is a man of God. Well, she did this many days, but Paul, he was grieved. He turned and said to the spirit. He spoke directly to the spirit of divination. He said, he, he says, he turned and said to the spirit, small s, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out the same hour. The spirit is even given a gender. He came out the same hour. Acts 17, 16. Now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit, small s, was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. So he goes to Athens and his human spirit stirred in him when he saw the holy city. When he, I'm sorry, holy city, no. When he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Is your spirit stirred in you as you're watching what's happening in this country? Is your spirit stirred to see the evil taking place? To see what the mandates that are coming down? Which brings me to this back to a point. We are in the days of the pre-tribulation era. It is called the time of birth pains. The signs of the times are many. Christ said that there would be signs and but people the Christians would be dead in their spirit insensitive their spirits would be numb they see what's happening around them they won't understand what did Christ say in the book of Luke chapter 21 Matthew chapter 24 concerning the coming tribulate or the end of the world and also in the book of Mark chapter 13 he said what would there, the signs that we were to look for and the Christians are the for the most part the bulk of the body of Christ is not looking there are those who are in the body of Christ that are watching there will be rumors of wars the rumors of wars right now, America and China are at war. It's an undeclared war. It's an economic war presently. The United States is taking a stand in Asia, taking a stand with Taiwan to keep China from taking over the South China Sea. America working with Australia, Japan, now Vietnam working with India to keep 
China contained? This is not a rumor. We're Yes, there's a rumor that it's going to be a conflict eventually. Then what's happening in the Black Sea with NATO, the European nations, with the United States Navy and Air Force provoking Russia, trying to get Russia to respond uh, in a uh, to respond to our flights over and near the Russian airspace and pushing into the ships into Russian waters, hoping Russia will respond. These signs are real. The signs of coming the coming war of Armageddon are real. The countries, the military, uh, the military uh, personnel in England, Russia, Europe, they know that this conflict with China, with Islam, and the Western armies, they know that it is all the ingredients are there. Just one sign. Extreme weather. Weather that is just abnormal. The uh, volcano that's taking place down there in the Canary Islands. It is now they're beginning to see evidence that that volcano is being caused by the HARP weather program, the HARP uh, technology. They have found signatures all around that volcano, like a pattern of dots, symmetrical, where they're hitting the earth with microwave. So that volcano is actually being stirred up by weather by weather weapons and the Lord said at the end of the world things like this would happen okay I have a program I had planned for the present truth program I'm going to go ahead and present it to you in the scripture there are all these stories where God would bring judgments upon the world using weather. The time prior to Adam being created, God used, it appears that the climate and weather was used to judge the earth and to flood the earth and to make the earth void to make it waste, unprofitable, nothing could grow, sterile. It was weather that was used to judge the world at that time. It was underwater. It says that the Spirit of God hovered over, brooded over, sat upon the face of the deep. In other words, the Spirit of God was working, waiting for the right time. Then, the Spirit began to bring the earth back to where it needed to be because it had to be 
the earth had to be uh, perfect for Adam to be created. Adam didn't have time to till. He wasn't here. He didn't have time to take care of fruit trees. He wasn't here. So when Adam was created, food was there already for him and Eve. Then at Noah's flood, God used the weather to destroy the earth at that time. God used weather, his main tool. Then, in the book of Genesis, Pharaoh was given a dream. Joseph was incarcerated. Joseph is pulled out of his cell, brought before Pharaoh, interprets a dream of seven years of prosperity as far as uh, time where growing seasons would be extended and then a time of seven years where the growing season will bring forth nothing. God used the weather. So you see how God uses the weather in judgments. And uh, <clears throat> then Christ is going from point A to point B across the lake and a tempest and a storm develops and the water is about to swamp the boat where Christ and the disciples are in. And Christ commands peace to be peace to the wind and the waves went. Uh, they, they just, uh, the waves settled down. Weather. Mankind in the occult world knows these ways in which God judged things. And they know that if you're going to control the world, the number one way to do it, in which to do it, is weather. And God uh, stated in the book of Genesis that when mankind is one, whatever they decide to do, whatever they entertain in their heart, if they are one, they are allowed to do that evil. This is why God confounded the languages. The languages were to keep them from being one. Now with the computer world, mankind is one. And because of that, uh, the technology that we have today is being used to, just like God, it is being used to cause famine, heavy rains, <clears throat> earthquakes, volcanoes. This is what the Lord presents in the scripture. Man has a technology. Man by the name of Nikola Tesla. This man was a brilliant, brilliant man. But his brilliance came because he had a openness to the spiritual world and a lot of the insight that he had into how things work with microwave, with waves, radio waves, he brought into the world technology in a sense that was forbidden but had to be allowed because man was one. We'll be right back. 
At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050, extension 116. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners, family owned and operated since 1970. We use the latest non-toxic green cleaning systems and state-of-the-art tensioning units to assure a quality and consistent finish. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, from wedding gowns to sleeping bags, we do it all. For info and directions, call us at 970-775-0623. Again, 970-775-0623. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. I'm about to tell you a website that will change your life forever. Go to bestcashopportunity.com and see how easily you can generate incredible amounts of cash right from your own home without having to sell anything. If you're truly serious about becoming financially free once and for all with the proven system unlike anything you've seen before, then check out the website at bestcashopportunity.com or call 720-475-2033. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. And that gospel group. Well, we're done with hour two. We're done with hour two, and I'm going to finish by saying, at the end of the world, God once again is going to use the weather to bring judgment on the children of the devil to the wicked children of the, uh, uh, of the world, and he's going to stop the wind. All the airflow, all the wind patterns are going to cease. The atmosphere is going to, there will be no air movement. And people, because of the great heat that will come, it says that these people in America, especially America, they're going to bite on their tongue. 
the pain of biting on your tongue will be more bearable than the heat that is going to plague their skin. They're going to go mad. And they're going to curse the God of heaven. God has always used weather. And he will use it at the end again. But now mankind has found the way because they are one through Nikola Tesla. This came in. It was not to have come into the world, this type of knowledge. But because man is one, and Nikola Tesla was involved deeply in the sensitivity to the occult world, he was able to see all of the way that <clears throat> what is unseen in the radio waves, microwaves, how that world operates, and the principles of physics, and he brought that technology in, and mankind is using it for evil. So, this is how God does it. Now man is using the weather to destroy his fellow man. We're at the end of the world. We are, the world is not going to transition out of the hardships that we are in. The world, the way that things are going to go is little by little, hardships are going to increase. This is why I felt the Holy Spirit told me, if my people know the difference between the Spirit of God and how He speaks, because we are going to need His speaking, the little S spirits that afflict mankind, that use mankind to uh, stop, like this woman harassing Paul, this is a man of God, and he was grieved. It was interfering with his work. He had to rebuke that spirit. The spirit was a he, it, the gender. It was male. Very clear. The scripture is very clear. If you and if we in the, in the church begin to understand and are, we, if we can see the spirit and how God uses the word spirit throughout the New Testament, then we will be victorious in our Christian lives. We will be victorious using our human spirit to be able to become more godly, to be more holy, to be more effective, to pray in spirit, and move the hand of God on the societies of the world today. We'll be right back. Hour two. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com, click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Worben. 
We've been reporting a lot lately that a surge in COVID patients is testing Colorado's hospitals again. Now many say they're getting so packed with patients, a lot of non-emergency surgeries, even for cancer patients, could soon be postponed. Hospitals statewide haven't seen this many COVID patients, more than 1,100, since last December when the state was in the midst of a winter surge. Doctors say it's different this time around. This is one of the hardest times in the history of healthcare. Dr. Richard Zane is head of EMS at UC Health, says his staff members are burned out. They've been dealing with rising caseloads and increasingly hostile, unvaccinated patients. It's very difficult to watch someone become very ill and die from what is now a preventable illness, and that is an every single day for us. About a third of the state's hospitals say they could run short of ICU beds and staff in the coming week. State Health Department figures show there are currently only 123 of those beds available across the entire state. Parts of Colorado's mountains got a bit of snow overnight and driving conditions became a bit treacherous but not horrible. More is expected later in the coming week. Several of the ski resorts picked up some much-needed early-season base snow, but only a couple of inches as a minor storm tagged the western third of the state. Most of the snowfall came west of the Continental Divide, a touch of snow on the newly repaved Vale Pass on I-70, and some near the Eisenhower Tunnel, but weekend traffic wasn't disrupted much. Rain was reported from Grand Junction on south. Temperatures statewide today are expected to be a bit cooler than the last few days, but not much. No Broncos action till next Sunday after that Thursday loss in Cleveland. And Saturday, GM George Payton made a move with his old team, trading with the Vikings for outside linebacker Stephen Weatherly in exchange for four seventh-round draft pick. I'm Ted Werbin. Do fading leaves and dropping temperatures have you mourning the end of adventure season? In Carbon County, Wyoming, the adventure is just beginning. A blanket of snow on the horizon is our blank slate. Explore the heart of the West by snowshoe, ski, or ATV. Pamper yourself by finding a new do or a new brew. Winter in Wyoming is the new place to be. Discover a hot spring, book a B&B, and find out how to get your West on at wyomingcarboncounty.com. Carbon County, Wyoming, where the adventure never ends. If you want the best rate for your mortgage, look no further than American Financing. Because at American Financing, they're in it for you, creating custom loans designed around your goals. Whether it's a lower rate, access to cash, or even a new home purchase, they've got you covered. No pressure and no upfront or hidden fees. Call 303-695-7000 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Hi, I'm Joey Jaquint, and I'm here to help you protect and build your wealth so you and your family can live your best life no matter what the world throws at you. Great. Another financial guy telling us to sell our gold and silver. Nope, not with me. I encourage hard assets, and I know a great place to buy gold and silver. Well, I'm sure you operate with high fees and commissions. Just the opposite. We pride ourselves with some of the lowest fees and commissions in the industry. Most financial guys are only interested in what they want to sell and don't want to listen to our customers, and we have some of the most educated listeners in the country. And once they 
make the sale, we never hear from them again. Not with me. I grow with my customers and check with them every quarter to ensure all of their goals are being met and to make sure that they have all the coverage they need as their life changes. Do you handle life and long-term care insurance as well? You bet we do. And the younger you are, when you get this coverage, the lower the cost. I'm Joe Jaquin, and I'm not just Joey's dad. I'm his client. When it comes to your financial well-being, deal with a name you can trust. Call Joey at 602-909-9048 or email joey.jaquin at nm.com. Hi, this is Steve Pardue, Ramsey Auto Group. My partner, Mike Ramsey, and I, we're at 6310 West 10th Street, Greeley, Colorado. RamseyAG.com, 970-443-5654. We are the working man's friend. We are a Christian-based company, and we believe in taking care of our customers even more than selling the vehicle. Come see us anytime. We specialize in large trucks and SUVs, and we do recondition our cars to a fault. 970-443-5654, RamseyAG.com, Ramsey Auto Group. Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. This is Rick Rodriguez. I apologize. I should uh, give out a little more info on how you can listen. If you can't be here for the full three hours, go to the podcast, which is archived on 1360khnc.com, and then down to the uh, Olive Tree program, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, and uh, this for this program and many of the past programs. Also, my contact information is P.O. Box, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. The the Christ said in the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 5, no, 4, oh boy, I can't remember, 4 or 5. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's by... His Spirit, what God will do in building His church is by His Spirit. The verses that I'm reading to you out of Acts, just the book of Acts, concerning the Spirit, the capital S Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, or the small s Spirit, which can be your human spirit, or the small s Spirit, which can be the demons, or the Spirit's in the occult, in the involved in the invisible world. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. With Christians to know how God uses his spirit, he uses his spirit to speak to us. He we can sense when there is a spirit that is not of God being used in churches 
a lot of times when they are in the music, these young, uh, not just young, but some of the musicians, they don't know how to worship in the spirit. And they, they, they minister in the spirit of the soul or in the spirit of the flesh, but not in the Holy Spirit. You go to a baseball, you go to a football game, baseball game, there is a spirit there. It's a soulish spirit. It has nothing to do with the things of God. Many times in some of the Christian worship services, the spirit that is on the field at a football game in the, in the, in the uh, uh, arena is no different than the, the spirit of the people ministering is no different than what is on the football field. One of the first things that the Holy Spirit, His desire to do, is to teach His children how to know the Spirit that He communicates with us through and the other spirits. I would say that uh, I am just barely touching just in the book of Acts. Right away, in the book of Acts, there are 28 mentions of the Spirit, whether it be capital S, small s, or demonic spirit. Because right away, out of the chute, God wanted His children to know that there are differences in the word Spirit. And what the different uh, lessons with that word. Like for instance, the demonic spirit... That is a, uh, uh, let's see, what was it here? It was a divination, a spirit of divination. It was a male spirit. And, the, and he came out that same hour when Paul rebuked it. It had a gender. He came out. Then Paul is in Athens. It says his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Then in Acts 18 verse 5, And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Macedonia, Paul was pressed in his human spirit, small s. He was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ so his spirit was pressed see the different ways in which the spirit is used verse in Acts 18:25 this man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord knowing only the baptism of John. So here you have another man who is fervent in the Spirit. You see the different different uh, uh, ways in which Luke is presenting the Spirit to the believers. Fervent in Spirit. We are told to be fervent in Spirit, being, being active 
active in power in the Spirit. Acts 19, verse 12. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs of aprons, handkerchiefs or aprons. This is from Paul's body. They were touching him with these items. And the diseases parted from departed from them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Evil spirits. Now it talks about a spirit of divination. Now it's talking about this spirit and these spirits being evil. They are evil spirits. The evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus who Paul preaches and these spirits they actually talk and they say they're very intelligent and the evil spirits answered and said Jesus I know Paul I know but who are you and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded so you don't the thought is people like to see people with power casting out demons healings and they think well I'll just do it but I'll use that name that they're using well these spirits are on to them right away spirits know these people are going to suffer. They're, they're, they're going to wish they'd never... People love power. Acts 19.21 I'm going to finish with just these few verses, but I, I'm trying to get it through to you. In the New Testament, little spirit, little, ca little small s, are the spirits in the other world, or your human spirit, and the different emotions within your human spirit. You can be fervent in spirit. You can be stirred in the spirit. You can be grieved in the spirit. Acts 20, 20, no, Acts 19, 21. After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, Achaia to go to Jerusalem saying, I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he purposed in the spirit. This is the, the different ways in which the word spirit is used. Now, Paul says this in Acts 20, 22. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. In other words, the Spirit, he was so <coughs> so set, he was actually bound in the Spirit. I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that should befall me there. In other words, he knows he's got to go but he doesn't know what's going to happen once he gets there. But he's still bound knowing he has to go. These are just a few 
scriptures to let you understand the importance of knowing your human spirit, knowing the spirit of God, how he pours his power on you to enable you to cast out spirits, little s spirits, to bind little s spirits, to have the discernment to know what the spirit is that is operating. Sometimes, I know many times we'd go to, uh, when I was a member member of a fellowship in California, we'd go in on a, a Tuesday night for prayer, and boy, it just seemed like everybody was dead. Well, the spirit, the spirits of deadness would come into the congregation at the time of prayer to keep us bound, to keep us from being uh, in the spirit, to oppress us so that we wouldn't pray. Because they knew every time we pray, we were going to eventually find the mind of Christ, pray according to the mind of Christ, and be successful and be victorious. We used to pray for the universe, people on the university campus that they meet Christ. Pray for the city. You can't change the city of Berkeley. That's where I was in Berkeley, California. The spirits out there, there are too many of them. But you can pray that the ones, the people that are to meet Christ, you can pray that Christ will reach them. But we would just have a heaviness. It was just a heavy spirit. We'd have to break through and rebuke it through praise and through worship. And we would get through. Uh, other times, you'd come in and there was just a spirit of, you could tell the atmosphere was just free. There was a freeness in the spirit, freedom in the spirit. You can tell the different spirits. There are people that, a friend of mine that lived in New Mexico, he said he would come to Colorado, come up around Denver, and he said he would just get sick. Physically, his stomach, he felt like he was going to be sick. He said, I don't know, the spirit there in Colorado, something about it, I, I can't handle it. Well, Colorado, this state is full of people involved in the occult. And he said, but once I'd go back home to Albuquerque, I was fine. I've heard that testimony from other people. They would hit the Colorado line coming west out there in eastern Colorado. They said the minute we'd leave Kansas, come into Colorado, you could sense a shift, something not good. Those that are called to Colorado, God gives them the empowerment to stay, to be active here, to do what it is that they are to do, work or in spiritual matters to be uh, victorious with what God calls them to do. I uh, really would prefer Colorado. It's always been a hard land for me. But I know this is where God has called me. This is where I have to be. And with that, I have the grace that I need and I have the, the, uh, the, the spirit upon me 
in whatever God asks me to go, like with these programs, the directions. And it's, it's, it's a war. It's a battle. It's a, uh, it's a warfare. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, going and talking about uh, a new car or buying a new house. That's easy. But ministers will tell you that a lot of times it can be very difficult to have the Spirit upon you and to keep that Spirit upon you so you can minister to the audience in the Spirit. It is a discipline. It is a, you have to be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Then with these programs, the direction that I feel the Lord has wanted me to take this audience, understanding what's in the air that we can't see, that we're in a war against, knowing that the only way to be victorious is by the Spirit. I am personally, I am, I spend more time trying to have even a greater insight into the Christian world, the world of, of, of uh, the Holy Spirit, being more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, at the same time being more aware of the spirits coming from the other kingdom. And they are two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the power of the darkness. The other objective is in the book of Hebrews. Of all times, it's always been important that God's children understand who uh, Jesus Christ is. Is He just the Son of God? Is He just the Son of Man? If He is just the Son of God, the Son of Man, does He have limitations? Are there, uh, is He limited to what He can do? No. In one sense, I can say, yes, He's limited because He does not yet own the nations of the world. There is a war taking place with the prince of the power of the air who has been given the nations. They are in, they are in the control of the devil and the satanic forces. So yes, to some degree, Christ has not yet taken possession of the world. But that doesn't mean that he isn't actively involved in the affairs of men. And as he's involved in the affairs of man, he is not limited. He isn't limited, but we can limit him. We individually can open doors. If we, if we knock, it says he will open the door, and we can go in and dine, and we can feed and feast with him. But he is knocking, outside knocking, because the doors on our side are closed. So, if we knock, He will open. But a lot of times when He knocks, 
we don't open. We have free will. The transition, the world is transitioning into greater hardship. But God's children need to transition now into a deeper experience with the Lord. And I mean by experience, there are experiences that we are not willing to, we don't want to uh, press in. Our flesh is too weak. We don't want to pray more. We don't want to, we would like to read the Bible more. We know we should read the Bible more, but all the distractions. But there's a time now where we have to transition. We have to initially, right now, think about what is the most important thing that we can do individually. That is to, well, for me, I, I know that I need to even read the Scripture more, and I need to pray more, and I know that I spend as much time as possible considering the deep things of God. I realize that I have not even scratched the surface. There is so much that uh, God is speaking to the world. So it's, it's a daily... It's just a daily matter with each one of us. I don't like to use religious terminology. That's why I'm having a problem right now. That's why I'm kind of stuck. How do I present to you something that is not religious? Yes, you need to read the Bible more. Yes, you need to pray more. Yes, you, we need to realize and try and help, ask God to help us to know what is not important in our lives. What is vanity? It's an individual matter. In Ezekiel 14, there's a hard time coming. And it says that though, Nan, no, though Daniel, Noah, and Job were to live in a city, let's say in Greeley, or Fort Collins, or Loveland, Longmont, Boulder, Firestone, wherever. Though these three righteous men all together lived in a city, Erie, even though they live in that city, when the judgments and hardships come, they are not going to save anybody in that city. They are going to save themselves only by their own righteousness. They can't save anybody but themselves. This is where it ends up. We can only save ourselves by our own righteousness. And to save ourselves by our own righteousness, the walk with God, the relationship with God is individual. I cannot ask somebody else to walk with God for me or to worship in the Spirit or follow the Spirit for me. That is 
my responsibility. I have to know the Spirit. I have to understand what is happening around me in the Spirit, in the spiritual world. That is an experience that only I can have with the Lord. I need to know what limits Christ has and I realized there are no limits with Christ. None. The limits are on my side. I'm limited, but He is not limited. I understand Christ as God Himself. I understand that. Not just in my mind, but in my experience. I know the Holy Spirit is in me. I know Christ became the life-giving Spirit. So I know the Holy Spirit is in me. I know the Spirit of God is in me. And I know the Spirit of Christ is in me. I don't have three gods. I have one, one Godhead. One God who is plural. Every one of us, individually, you have a personality and God knows you he knows you. He knows your personality. He knows all that you like, your tastes, what you're afraid of. The problem, he is afraid of nothing. But we have many fears. We have to go to the one who is not afraid of anything. He, he didn't fear death. He knew what was coming. But we have fears. We have to go to the person that doesn't have any fear and ask him to help us with our fears so we can be victorious just in that one emotion. He's the God who gives us the strength to... Well, he's the one actually who is able to counsel us perfectly. We need counsel, every one of us. We need a counselor. He is the one who should counsel us, not anyone else. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage psychedelic surf and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. Happy Trails Pet Spa and Resort. All the comforts of home and world-class pet care. 30 services available. Daycare and boarding to belly rubs and massages. We have immediate availability. Ultra clean and safe with individual suites and webcams. Book now and mention KHNC and get a 5% discount. Happy Trails Pet Spa and Resort for dogs and cats. Just off I-25 and Crossroads. Northern Colorado's place for pets. Call us at 970-663-PAWS. That's 970-663-7897. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. Or racist cows. Climate coaches. Or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. There's a little log cabin nestled in the Colorado Rockies, cozy, secluded, 
and it's just for pets. Happy Trails Pet Spa and Resort. No bipeds allowed. Happy Tails, I mean trails. Pet Spa and Resort is all the comforts of home with the luxury of a spa and resort. The 35 services available, from basic boarding to bed buddies and belly rubs to massage therapy. Uh, beware, though, this kind of treatment may change your dog's personality. When you end up bringing him the Sunday paper to read, don't say we didn't warn you. Oh, you just need a warm-up, Spike? Happy Trails Pet Spa and Resort is the gold standard for pet lodging and boarding. Ultra clean and safe and upscale. With individual suites, with TV, webcam, private backyard, even patio homes. And 24-hour on-site care. A first for Northern Colorado. Call right now for a complimentary day of boarding plus a free shampoo. 663-PAWS. 663-PAWS. Happy Trails Pet Spa and Resort for dogs and cats. Off I-25 and Crossroads just north of Centera. Hello? Win home inspection? I think I have a problem. Boy, we're on the case. Look, Watson, up there by the door frame, a crack in the plasterboard. We need to investigate further. Perhaps the crawl space, Mr. Holmes. Yes, carry on. Aha! It's the foundation that's cracked. Oh, if this continues, the whole house will begin to fall apart. Leaks in the plumbing, leaks in roofing, cracks in the wall. Do you hear that? It looks like we've sprung a leak already. I'm so glad I called Win home inspections. 970-238-8333. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 8 to 11 for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus In Christ... The happiest days are ahead of us. I'm not saying they're going to be easy, but they're going to be happy days. They're going to be victorious days. They're going to be days when you will get victories in the Lord that you never thought you can get. But it has these victories can only come by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will speak by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. You will speak things that will shake people around you, that will, that will uh, prophetic words, that will make a difference, that will break through the powers of witchcraft. Then by the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, you're going to be able to cast out spirits. You know, I, uh, this matter of casting out spirits... I, years ago, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to do that. Well, you don't want to do that if it's, if it's in your own power. You don't want to do it if it's in yourself. But, if you understand and know the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua, or Jesus if you know the power that is in that name, these spirits must obey, and they do obey. So, initially, when I ended up <coughs> in that world, excuse me, I really had to, just by faith, say, well, the you spirit, you can't talk, you to be quiet. You can't move. You to be still. 
And many times I would sense, like in one case, as the I could tell the person wanted to get out of that chair and rip my eyes out. Immediately, by the Spirit, I, I said, No, I bind your feet to the floor, bind your hands to the armrests, you are bound to that seat, and you have to come out. Period. Then later on, uh, the person would tell me, Boy, was that spirit upset. I said, Really? That spirit was so mad and upset because it couldn't move. And I would watch the person try to lift the legs and the arms off of the chair and the struggle and the fight. But that is the power that we have in the name of Jesus Christ. With the spirit of death, if you know the by the spirit of God, if you know the plan that God has for somebody that's on their deathbed, if you know, you can go and take authority over that spirit of death and rebuke it, and that person will live. This has happened. This has happened with me numerous times. Because I knew by the Holy Spirit, capital S, the person was to live. And because of that, if God says they're to get out of that bed and go back home, then that's what's got to happen. When God, by His Holy Spirit, gives you an order to go this direction or don't go that direction, by faith, you have to be obedient. There was uh, someone close, family, and it didn't look, it looked like it was over for that person. Uh, that person was going to die. They'd already, they had already performed uh, Catholic initially, eventually became a true believer. It was a uh, last rites type of a scenario. But my wife and I had been praying, and the Lord told us, get up, go to the hospital, and pray for him. We did. We got there, went into his room. It must have been like 10 below in that room. It looks like you could see your breath. It was dark. There was no light, even though there were lights on. It was just demonic. And we looked around, and we're thinking, uh-oh, there are some witches in this hospital that have cursed him to death and prayed the spirit of death on him. Well... We just took authority over it, bound it, covered the room with the blood of Jesus Christ, put angels on the doorway that they could not come back in and curse again. And all of a sudden, this nurse came in, and she was just shocked. Uh, 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 you have to leave now. I have to take his vitals. Well, you're going to check his heartbeat. I mean, he, she, he was, she wasn't going to undress him. We didn't need to leave, but they know the power of the Holy Spirit. She did not want to be there. The coming war, we will be victorious. 
you will be victorious, but you, as you, as the Holy Spirit leads you into the understanding of His Spirit within you for image, and the power of the Spirit upon you through the baptism of the Holy Spirit for objective power to heal, to cast out spirits, then you'll be equipped. Well, she finally left. We went back in the room. And the temperature went up like 30 degrees. It was warm. The lights that were on initially, now they were actually, you could actually see things. It wasn't dark. <coughs> we went home. The next day, he wakes up. He's in a coma. He wakes up at 7 o'clock in the morning. The nurse comes in to give him breakfast. He asks for a steak. He said, can I have a steak? She said, well, whatever you want. He said, I want a steak. I'm really hungry. And then he said, uh, actually, could you get me two steaks? She said, well, if you want two steaks, okay. That's what he had for breakfast the day after he came back from the dead. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you the power of His Spirit. That is His will. You know His will. I have just told you His will. His will is that you know His will. God's will is that you know everything connected with the Holy Spirit. It is His will you understand the little S spirits that are around you operating. It is His will that you know your human spirit and who lives in your human spirit. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in your human spirit. You, It's God's will that you know His will for today, for tomorrow, for the rest of this week. But you have to pray. You have to open your mouth. As hard as it may be, the demons will not want you to open your mouth. But you have to say, Lord Jesus, or Holy Spirit, or Yeshua, or Jesus, I want your will for today. Show me your will. Speak to me. Yeah, you may miss it, but the more you pray like that, the more He will honor your desires. You are opening the door, saying, Lord Jesus, I want to know the difference between your Holy Spirit and the spirits that are not you. I want to know the difference between the Holy Spirit and the soul. I don't want to pray in the soul, Lord. I want to pray in the Spirit. I don't want to pray in the flesh. I want to pray in the Spirit. Yeah, you can function in the flesh, but it is God's will that you function in the Spirit. I'm telling you, I know God's will. It is God's will that you know His will. It's God's will, once you know His will, it is His will that He empower you to accomplish what He's asked you to do. And it is His will that you be free from fear. Well, is, am I going to, if I go this direction, if I do something, is there going to be a punishment? Am I going to get attacked? You're going to be attacked whether you do or whether you don't. This is what the demons do. They attack you whether you're you're following God or whether you're not following God. That's what they do. You see, we are made in the image of God. This is why these children are being aborted. 
because they are born in the image of God. Satan hates any creature that is born in the image of God. This is why these children are being destroyed. This is the hatred of people in the occult that have been possessed by demons. They hate other men because other men are created in the image of God. They hate the Christians because the Christians, not only are they made in the image of God, but the Christian people have God Himself in their spirit, in the human spirit. With God in the human spirit, this is what the kingdom of darkness fears more than anything. The kingdom of darkness, all of the attacks of these spirits in the air are to keep you crippled spiritually, to keep you blind spiritually, to keep you without the knowledge of the God that is in you and the authority and the power of the God that you have been given. One day, this person picks up a gun and is going to go shoot somebody. A spirit of suicide took over. We had to stop, bind that spirit as that person was heading out the door. We had to bind it, command it to stop, command that those feet be glued to the ground, command that the hands be open, that the gun be put on the counter. This is the power and authority that we have. Do not be afraid of the power and authority that God has given you. Do not be afraid that you might have to cast out spirits. Do not be afraid. If you do it like the sons of Sceva, by the name of Paul, I adjure you in the name of Paul or in the name of Jesus that Paul knows. No. No, you're doing it as God tells you to do it. You bind that spirit in the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit knows. And the spirit knows if you are in faith or out of faith. But if you're in faith, and you know and you understand the power and authority then you can do what God asks you to do now I'm going to just say something here we're moving into a time we have moved into a time where I caution women I caution you sisters be very careful when you're doing you be with people around you that know what they're doing don't you just take off and assume that I'm just going to bind the spirits and rebuke them in the name of the Lord. Be careful. Uh, I do caution women, be very careful. If there are men around that know what they're doing and somebody needs, something needs to be rebuked, uh, men, you should begin to learn to operate in the spiritual authority that you've been given. And by doing that, yes, women, sisters, you do have that authority and power if, no men, if men aren't around. But just be careful. Make sure that you don't cross the line and offend people. There was a sister one time 
that started rebuking the devil and the spirit. And she went too far. And I had to tell the brother uh, and his wife, uh, this is going to bring uh, a hardship to you. And I went ahead and prayed and asked God to protect. Because this was a straight out attack. It says that when Michael came to contend for the body of Moses, even Michael was careful. He said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. We got to be careful. And so I just caution women, be really careful. Now in the occult, you have these spiritists, these women that are subtle witches, you know, a white witch, they get into this this uh, semantics of, well, I'm a white witch, or I'm, I'm a black witch. The semantics, it's all it is is semantics. The demons are very uh, intelligent. The occult is the occult. Whether you're a white witch, it's the occult. A black witch, it's the occult. Whether you're in the New Age movement, it's the occult. Whether you're in straight out uh, Satanism, it's the occult. There is no shady gray areas. It's like praying. If you're praying in the spirit, you're praying in the spirit. If you're praying in the soul, you're praying in the soul. It's a soulish prayer. If you're praying in the flesh, you're play, praying in hate or anger. It's the flesh. So you got the flesh, the soul, or the spirit. With witchcraft, well, he's just a magician. He's not a soothsayer. Well, he's a he is a uh, he is a uh, just he's a uh, just a witch doctor. But he's not a he's not a satanic high priest. Semantics. Wherever the person gets their power from, if they're getting the power from the kingdom of darkness, it's witchcraft. We, when we pray, we're not getting our authority and power in our name, but it is from the name, <clears throat> above all names, functioning with the authority and power of the kingdom of heaven. I remember practicing praying for people for healing. Well, I didn't have any people to pray for, but I used to drive a milk truck. I'd go pick to the dairies and pick up 40,000 gallons of uh, 4,000 gallons of milk. Well, one of the people that one of the farmers were the, the uh, <clears throat> at the parlor, they had a cow. These cows were expensive. Well, the cow was going to die. And they had filled it full of sulfa drugs and uh, the cow wasn't going to make it. And the guy that administered all the stuff said, ah, that stupid cow, I put in $4,000 worth of medication to him. He's on, she's on her back. She's on her side. She's never going to get up. Oh, that's a death knell. Her lungs are going to collapse. They're going to fill up with water. It's over. So he ran to get some more penicillin or whatever. And I just thought, well, Lord, I'm going to 
practice here. So I laid my hand on her head, and the minute I laid my hand on her head, that big eye looked at me like, what are you going to do? And I prayed, and I said, Lord, I like this farmer or this dairyman. I like him. I like his family. He's a believer. I pray that this cow lives. I pray it doesn't let die. I'll be right back. Hang on. Hey guys, this is Spike Cohen. The Liberty Revolt is founded on strategies to engage in the culture war and to protect the principles of individual liberty, private property, and limited government by developing a better understanding of history, political philosophy, as well as policies and their ramifications. Thanks for listening to the show with my friend Bucky Dillon. What up, guys? Catch the Liberty Revolt every Saturday night from 5 to 6 p.m. with myself and my co-patriot Kevin LaRusso right here on the American Freedom Network. The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. The one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. Okay, well, that's three hours gone. Now, to finish the story, so anyhow, I'm laying hands on the cow, and I'm just praying, asking the Lord to let that cow live, 
And I just tell that cow, and this cow, this one eye is just looking at me like, what are you going to do to me? She was like freaking out. Well, people don't generally lay hands on a cow's head, and she was trying to figure the whole thing out. But I, I'm praying, I'm praying, and asking the Lord, Lord, this is a valuable animal. I pray she lives. Well, then Kenny, he comes running around the corner, and he sees me with my hand on the cow's head, and he's looking at me like, what the heck? And I just kind of backed away. I went my way. Next day I came back, and uh, I got my tanks, all my hoses up, hooked in, everything ready to go. And I see Kenny run into the, into the parlor door, and he runs out, and he runs back in, he runs out. And I, he's kind of frantic, and I said, Kenny, what's going on? He goes, oh, he says, I, I can't believe it. You want to see something? I said, yeah. He said, follow me. So he takes me around the corner of the, of the little, uh, where they keep the antibiotics and the pumping, where they have the milk tanks. And he goes, look at that cow. And here, out in the middle of the pen, is this cow jumping up and down like a little calf. And all the other cows that are getting ready to be milked, they're standing over underneath the, the barns, freaking out, wondering what in the world is going on. I said, look at that. I don't know. She's got everybody spooked. I hope we can milk them. I hope it doesn't. I hope I can get her out of there because these cows aren't going to go into the barn to be milked until I can get her out of there. I don't know what the heck got into her. He said, I think I'm going to have to give her a tranquilizer. And I said, wow. He said, he said well, remember that cow from yesterday that was going to die? Yeah, that's her. Now I want to shoot her because she's spooking the other cattle. That's what happened. So I had to practice. Practice, practice, practice. However the Holy Spirit will have you practice, practice. Now, pray for my programs. Pray that God continues to move forward for your sake. Also, pray for the station that we cannot be infiltrated churches. The devil worshipers always try to infiltrate churches. Well, they might try to infiltrate KHNC. You pray no infiltration by coven members. You pray for protection for this station. We pray that pray that the this station will be continued to be used by God in the way that He has commanded it to be used, ordained it to be used. That Joe and everybody will be protected. Pray for the station, and anything evil will be exposed, found out, and God will deal with it. So, you pray, God will answer your prayers. Next week we're going to continue. I think, I don't know. Everything changes week to week. This week, the Lord wanted the verses on the Holy Spirit, the spirits that are out there. So, 1360KHNC.com to the podcast section. Then, I will see you next week. God bless you. God keep you. God protect you. And we'll talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Thank <laughs> you.
You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 